And now to start our meeting, if you join me with the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Prior to starting with our regular agenda, I just want to acknowledge that Edwin Humphrey is here with us today at the Board of Commissioners from a remote location. And I'd just like to say good morning, Ed. Good morning. <clears throat> Glad that you're here with us this morning. It always looks like in your picture here on the virtual reality that you're sitting right here beside me. Yes. <clears throat> Thank you so much. I call this meeting to order and I'd start with B, approval of regular session minutes of 10-14-2020. Board, I know you've had the minutes prior to this meeting. You've had an opportunity to review them, had any changes or clarifications made. Do I have a motion to accept the minutes of 10-14-2020? So moved. A second. It's been moved and received a second. Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Humphrey. Aye. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Painter. Yes. <clears throat> Prior to C, uh, I'd just like to move staff and elected official discussion up this morning. I understand Julianne Nisbet is not able to be with us this morning, our health commissioner. That's correct. But I do want to share some information. Um, she had sent an email this morning that said she could not be here in session today. She is uh, in a planning meeting for mass vaccinations. And so, I, although she didn't mention COVID, I would assume that that's either regular health uh, vaccinations or, or planning for the COVID vaccination that will come in the future. She, COVID vaccinations. she believes that we'll stay in the orange this week, but she's concerned about the increasing case counts. Currently, Claremont County's rate per 100,000 in the last 14 days is the highest it's ever been. We're at 172.46. And just as a reference, on 10-14, we were at 125.95. And on 10-8, we were at 73.15. So from 10-8, in the last 14 days, we have went from 73.15 to 172.46. It's similar to what's being seen across the state and the Midwest, but it is concerning. <clears throat> and... Um, they are hiring more contact tracers to keep up with that caseload. You know, one of the things I just wanted to make sure that we are, we are sincere about is that we are definitely seeing an uptick spread, you know, communicable spread throughout the population here in Claremont County. And uh, I would just let you know that here at the Board of Claremont County Commissioners, we are no different. You know, we have had an uptick in positive cases here in our in our uh, our team and we have lowered to a, uh, a limited staff condition as of this morning so um, it's imperative now as it always has been to follow the proper safety precautions you know what we hope is that the people who actually contract this virus uh, remain asymptomatic or have light light uh, symptoms that they can easily uh, uh, combat and, and restore their health. So I'm just asking, you know, take this seriously, follow the guidelines that are out there and let's put this thing back on the ground and uh, get out of these COVID restrictions. Thank you. 
With that, I'll move to C. I understand we have a presentation this morning, county engineer, and it's concerning a stormwater district. Good morning. All right, so we're going to uh, talk this morning about a proposed um, stormwater district for the Morna Cove subdivision. Get it queued up here for you. back up a little bit all right so just a reminder uh stormwater districts uh if created uh would transfer the responsibility of maintaining the stormwater infrastructure items uh that are outside the right of way would transfer that responsibility from the hoa and the private property owners to the district uh those owners would still uh, cover the cost we'll get to that uh, a little bit later but uh, would not have to go through the uh the effort responsibility of, of actually facilitating that maintenance um, the items inside the right-of-way uh, would always be by the township, uh, so that would not change whether the district is created or not. So uh, a little bit of brief history. Uh, so back in June of 2018, as in my homes was um, preparing the design for this new subdivision, they requested uh, that a stormwater district, a stormwater utility district be created uh, for the, the uh, whole of the Memorial Cove subdivision. Um, in August of 2018, after we had provided uh, or after we had prepared some of the documents in a, in a, a fee estimate, uh, we sent that to MI Homes as the owner developer of that subdivision. They reviewed those documents and in April of 2019, they responded and said, look good to them. Uh, they, they approve and they're willing or uh, requested that we proceed. Uh, so we're here today to discuss that uh, possibility of creating a stormwater district under section 6117 of the Ohio Revised Code. Uh, we sent notices to uh, MI Homes as they still own some of the lots there and the 24 individual property owners who have already purchased lots in the subdivision um, also sent notice to them. Uh, to date, we have not received any correspondence either in favor or against. Um, and if we if we get any before this becomes, uh, when we take action on this item, obviously we'll leave. So, Real quick outline what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the service area of the district. So, so where is it at? What does it look like? Uh, the extent of service, the level of service, and then ultimately the cost, which all these things factor into. So quick overview of the uh, Lamorne Cove subdivision. Um, it's off of Woodville Pike in Miami Township, relatively small, has uh, 29, uh, excuse me, 29 uh, buildable lots. Um, so not very big. So the district would encompass the whole of the subdivision. The boundary of the subdivision would become the boundary of the district. Getting into some of the, the details of the subdivision of the, of the proposed district. Again, there are 29 lots. Um, there's a little over a thousand feet of uh, stormwater pipe that would be, that is located outside the right of way that would be transferred to the district. Um, there's 29, I'm sorry, 15 stormwater structures those are catch basins headwalls manholes those kind of things um, and there are two detention basins that's kind of unique the topography here in this subdivision um, dictated that there be two detention basins so quite a bit of stormwater infrastructure for the number of lots that we see normally you wouldn't see uh, that that much infrastructure on a subdivision this small uh, because it's new, all of the pipe, 100%, is the high-density polyethylene plastic, and all of it is in good condition. 
So the level of service, this is um, what the district would, would cover. So the operating and maintenance, the, it would be routine inspections, routine cleanings um, on, a, on an annual basis, ongoing basis, and they, the eventual repair and replacement of those items. So uh, some of the fee that we'll talk about on the next slide, uh, we'll cover those annual expenses, but then some of it will also be reserved for that future uh, repair replacement uh, that would eventually uh, present itself. So again, all of those things kind of factor in to come up with a cost. Um, we put all that together and came up with a cost of $9.92 per lot per month. Uh, that fee would be collected on the water and sewer bill. Um, just for reference, we have uh, approved three stormwater districts in the past. Uh, costs for those range from $6 uh, per lot per month up to almost $13. Um, and again, that just depends on the amount of infrastructure that there is to maintain and whether or not there are any immediate uh, repair needs. Some of those districts had some immediate replacement costs that need to be covered. And then obviously how many lots there are to share in those costs. So that's the reason for the range. Um, if approved, Lamorna Cove would be our smallest stormwater district at 29 lots. Um, we have one at 56 and the others are two and 300 lots. They're much bigger. Um, but we're seeing this more and more uh, developers seem to be interested in, in creating this. Um, we've gotten a few requests and so you'll probably see these presentations a little more frequent. Uh, and, and the trend recently has been smaller subdivisions, smaller developments uh, as we see some infill pieces going here and there. So this is probably going to become a little bit more standard uh, moving forward on uh, some of the new requests. So that's all I have. I'd be happy to answer any questions. Jeremy, uh, in addition, these stormwater districts are something that an existing subdivision can also consider too? Correct. So we have two, uh, two of our current districts are existing subdivisions. Um, Miami Trails was one. They were the first um, quite large, 306 uh, lots, I believe, and they had some immediate needs. Uh, they had some repairs that needed to be made. So that's kind of what spurred uh, their request. Um, Harvest Ridge is another existing one that was in a similar situation, had some immediate needs that needed to be addressed, uh, much smaller, 56 lots, uh, so their cost was a bit higher. But yes, uh, we do get requests from uh, existing subdivisions. I've talked to several, um, don't know, some may proceed, some may not. We've given them the information and it's kind of up to them at this point. Mm -hmm. The Thanks. issue in how we get to this is that without a group like this, without a uh, subdivision group um, each lot holder is responsible for the water conduction of stormwater through his property and that becomes a really big issue if there's a big pipe that's failing through one person's property and nobody else has a problem so but but in fact that pipe is being used for the entire subdivision so yeah it's That's kind of a way to share the cost of maintaining. Yeah, and we've seen that historically here already. Um, if there's a good active HOA, oftentimes they maintain these things and it's not a problem. But uh, over time, if that HOA dissolves or becomes inactive, uh, then it does fall on the individual property. Yep. Any other questions, board? Jeremy, thank you. Thank you. We'll be back again uh, with the proposed resolution to create the district and then set the fee and we can answer obviously more questions if they are uh, presented at that time. Thanks again. You bet. Thank you. We'll move to uh, D for the consent agenda.
Lord, a consent agenda has been, a, been uh, presented for our meeting today. I know you've had it early, had the time to review it. Are there any items that you need removed from that consent agenda for further discussion? None. No. Hearing none. Hearing none, I'd ask for a motion to approve the consent agenda as presented. I'll make the motion. Second. It's been moved and received a second. Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Humphrey. Aye. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Then we will move on to the non-consent agenda, which starts on page six. With item number 13, it's a recommendation that the Board of of County Commissioners adopt resolution 163-20 resolving to approve payment and vendors in the total amount of $1,716,058.35 as set forth in the BCC approval invoice report for checks dated October 21st, 2020, BCC directed prepaid invoice report or the procurement card transaction report as presented by the County Auditor on 10-19-2020 and further authorizing the county auditor to issue warrants for the same pursuant to section 319.16 of the Ohio Revised Code. Do I have a motion to pay the bills? So moved. A second. So moved and received a second. Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Humphrey. Aye. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Item number 14. Back with item number 14. It's a uh, recommendation to execute record plat number 629-3238. Uh, this is for a replat of lot 44 of the Harvey J. Hicks subdivision in Batavi Township. Uh, this is, would create a new lot number 44A. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 14. Do I have a motion? I'll make the motion. Second. Then moved and received a second. Any conversation? Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Humphrey? Aye. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Item 15. Item 15 is a recommendation uh, to increase the uh, outside legal counsel compensation costs by $10,000, and it's authorizing me to do so, so I'm going to allow Clerk of the Board to read that motion. This is the recommendation of the Board of County Commissioners to authorize Thomas J. Eigel, County Administrator to execute amendment number one to the contract for employment of Mark Landis with the firm of Isaac Wiles, Burkholder and Teeter, LLC, out of Columbus, Ohio, as outside legal counsel to represent the Board of County Commissioners in its official capacity and to advise it on legal matters in and as it relates to Christopher Hicks versus Claremont County Board of County Commissioners, filed in the Claremont County Clerk of Common Pleas Court and designated as case number 2018-CVH-00058, pursuant to and in compliance with revised code section 305-14 for representation as described therein, previously approved by the board on 12-11-2019, which represents an increase in the outside legal counsel compensation cost of $10,000 for a total revised contract amount not to exceed $35,000 and contingent upon the issuance and release of the required purchase order, therefore. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 15. This is for additional compensation for outside legal counsel. And I believe that's for the firm of Isaac Wills, uh, Burkholder and Teeter LLC. <clears throat> We've used them before. Do I have a motion to approve item number 15? So moved. I'll second. Been moved and received a second. Any further conversation or discussion? Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Humphrey. Aye. 
Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Item number 16. Good morning. Mary Raines from OMB. Item 16 is a request to increase the 2020 annual appropriations in the general fund for 11895 and it is going to the coroner's office, 4395 to regular salaries, 6500 to temporary salaries, which are the transporters, and 1000 into fringes. Thanks, Mary. Mm -hmm. Board, you've heard the reading of item number 16 for supplemental appropriations for calendar year 2020. Do I have a motion for approval? Make the motion. Second. Then moved and received a second. Any conversation or discussion? Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Humphrey? Aye. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. Thank you. Tom, that brings us to F. Do we have any additions to the agenda? Uh, we do have a uh, one addition for the board to consider a recommendation from Sheriff Leahy to reject all the bids and re-advertise for bids for his um, range targeting system. Okay. I understand we might have uh, Mr. Camphouse of the Sheriff's Department here with us today. Morning. We need to add that to the agenda first. Yep, we will do that. Board, you've heard the request for an addition to the agenda for uh, rejection of bids for the construction of the Claremont County Range Targeting System. Do I have a motion to add it to the agenda? I will second. Okay. Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Humphrey. Aye. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Painter. Yes. It's been added to the agenda. Mr. Camphouse, you're here to present today. Recommendation of Robert S. Leahy, Sheriff, with the concurrence of Thomas J. Eigel, County Administrator, to reject all bids herefore received on October 8, 2020, for the construction and installation of the Claremont County Sheriff's Office range targeting system. Pursuant to and in compliance with Chapter 307 of the Ohio Revised Code relative to the terms and conditions of the public bidding, and to approve the request to re-advertise four bids for the construction and installation of the Claremont County Sheriff's Office range targeting system pursuant to the plans and specifications thereof and to authorize clerk of the board to place a legal notice in a newspaper of general circulation on Thursday, October 29th, November 5th, November 12th, 2020, scheduling a non-mandatory pre-bid conference at 10 a.m. local time, Friday, November 13th, 2020, at the Claremont County Sheriff's Office with bids to be received until 2 p.m. local time on Thursday, November 19, 2020, in the office of the Board of County Commissioners, 101 East Main Street, where they will be publicly open and read aloud shortly thereafter. This notice will also be posted at the Claremont County's website. Board, you've heard the reading of the, of the addition for uh, delete, uh, cancellation of bids for the t range targeting system. Do I have a motion to approve? I'll make the motion. Second. Been moved and received a second. Any further conversation or discussion? Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Humphrey? Aye. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Tom, any other additions to the agenda? Yes, sir. We just have a change to executive session. Okay. What's the change? Uh, the prosecutor no longer needs G3. Okay. So it would uh, simply be 121-22 G1. Okay. <clears throat> Item number G, I'm requesting an executive session pursuant to section 121.22 G1 of the Ohio Revised Code to consider the employment or compensation of one or more public employees. Do I have a motion to move to executive session? 
I'll second. Been moved and received a second. Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Humphrey? Aye. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. We will move to executive session. We will return. We will conduct further business. And I understand that we have a public meeting at 11 o'clock, correct? That's correct. Okay. <clears throat> we have entered executive session. We'll see you in a little while. We are back from executive session. There were no actions taken and no decisions made. We will move on with our agenda. The time is currently 11 o'clock, so we would like to move to item J in our agenda, a public hearing on the proposed name change of a portion of Elick Lane to Bach Buxton located in Union Township. And so I'll, I'll start with the preamble. Today's the date, time, and the location for the public hearing is published in the Claremont County Sun on October 1st, 2020. For the receipt of public comment relative to the request of the Claremont County Engineer's Office to change the name of a portion of Elick Lane to Bach Buxton Road, all of which is located in Union Township, in Union Township in Claremont County, Ohio, pursuant to and in compliance with Section 5541.04 of the Ohio Revised Code. Just a reminder to anyone that might be in attendance either here in this room or across the hall to please sign in the sheet if you have not already done so. Tom, could you check next door for me? No one? Okay. Then I'll move on. We've reminded everyone to sign in and the county engineer's report. I understand we have Craig Reisner with us this morning. He is the deputy surveyor here in Claremont County or, or Jeremy, whichever. I took over for Craig this morning. I gave him a, gave him a break. Um, I want to share a picture here real quick, a PDF, uh, just to give a little bit of background. This is the aerial photo of the area. Uh, if you're familiar with Elick Lane, um, near uh, Holman, I'm sorry, across from Holman, near Jeff Weiler, um, off of State Route 32 on the south side. Uh, so a little bit of history. Elick Lane historically uh, extended straight south from 32 to a dead end uh, near that 90 degree bend. If you see it there, in yeah. 1997, Buxton was extended from uh, Clough Pike up to uh, Elick Lane, where this meets on the curve, kind of on the, the southwest uh, corner of the photo here. Um, and when that happened, the road names didn't change. So the Bach uh, Buxton extended the curve, and Elick picked up from the curve. So the road kind of changed names as you traveled through there. Uh, it worked okay that way for a long time, but because ODOT is coming in now with a new interchange uh, in this area, we need for consistency purposes uh, would be helpful to change the name of a piece of Elick to Bach Buxton so that we have a continuous Bach Buxton Road uh, from Clough, from 125 actually, all the way up to eventually Old 74. So the area that you see in red is the uh, piece that we are requesting to change the name from Elick to Bach Buxton. The blue dotted line is a future alignment of Bach Buxton um, that will eventually reach that interchange at State Route 32. Um, you can see that Elick Lane will be cul-de-sac um, north and south of Marion Drive. Uh, so it'll still remain um, 
as a piece of, of Ela claim but again this makes sense for continuity um, this is a good time to do it because the project is coming uh, also there are no addresses currently in this section uh, so we don't have to worry about address changes for uh, you know residents or businesses um, so again timing is good for that reason I would be happy to answer any questions if you have any yeah board any questions for Jeremy okay then we'll we'll, uh, we'll move to uh, anyone in favor of the proposed name change here with us today Tom you said there was no one next door so That's correct. okay and any opposition I would presume none Holly do we have any comments or correspondence that's been received relative to the proposed name change we have none okay Check across the hall again to make yep sure. we will for or against for this comment yep yep none there are none if there are no further comments, then I'll close the public hearing portion of the meeting. Thank you for your attendance this morning. Okay. When will we vote on this? Do we have a resolution prepared to approve? We do. Mr. Curry has something for the board. Okay. Um, prior to um, addressing this, uh, we would probably need to do this as an add-on. So we That's would correct. need um, approval to add this to today's agenda. So, board, I'm going to ask to uh, modify the agenda with an addition, additional add-on. And this will be for the Board of Commissioners to consider a resolution for approving the name change of a portion of Elick, Elick Road. Do I have a motion to add it to the agenda? I'll make the motion. Second been moved and received a second roll call holly commissioner corcoran yes commissioner humphrey Aye. commissioner painter yes holly would you handle the proposed add-on please absolutely this would be the recommendation to adopt resolution number 165-20 resolving to change the name of a portion of elick lane county road 388 located in union township as described therein having found that there is good cause for the name change and that the name change will not be detrimental to the general interest pursuant to section 554104 of the Ohio Revised Code. Board, you've heard the reading of the proposed uh, add-on for the name change of Elick Road. Do I have a motion for approval? I'll move. I'll second. Then moved, received a second. Any further conversation or discussion? Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Humphrey? Aye. Commissioner Corcoran? Yes. Commissioner Painter? Yes. Are there any further additions that need to be considered today? Yes, sir. Okay, then I'll move to item H, county staff and elected official discussions. Any further county staff or elected official discussions today, Tom? Yes, sir. Greg, anything from you? Uh, no, sir. Okay, then I'll move to I, uh, board member comments. Board members, any comments today about today's meeting? None. Just have to remind everybody that uh, we need to stay safe. You bet. Julian told us earlier, and we read you read that letter email from her. We need to stay safe. You are absolutely correct, Commissioner. 
we do need to remain safe, not only out in the community, but also here in our building too. So, you know, I would just ask that our employees remain diligent and, you know, take, take these safety precautions seriously. It's not only what you do at work, it's what you do in your spare time and, and your recreational time and family members. You know, you gotta keep it to a very small group. Your point's well taken, Head. Okay, with that, if there's, Painter, go ahead. I may before you adjourn. Sure. Um, if the board could briefly um, discuss considering adding on some additional sessions. Um, typically throughout the year, we do have sessions on Mondays. Um, the first half of the year through June or July, we'll have sessions on Mondays. This year due to COVID, we were not able to do that. Um, in an effort to ensure that we're able to pay the county bills as we get closer to the end of the year, um, as well as to ensure that we can have a quorum throughout the end of the year. Um, I'd like the board to consider um, adding sessions on Monday, November 23rd at 10 a.m. and December 14th, Monday, December 14th at 10 a.m. as well. Okay. Do we need to? Yep. So I would ask to modify the agenda and for us to consider additional set regular sessions for 11:23 and 12:14, do I have a motion to add that on for consideration? I make the motion. Second. It's been moved and received a second. Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Humphrey. Aye. Commissioner Painter. Yes. Board, I would ask your consideration that we amend the regular session schedule to add two meetings on Mondays, 11:23 at 10 a.m and 12, 14, 10 a.m. for the purpose of being able to conduct late business and to ensure that we can do the closeout requirements, not only required by the end of the year closure, but also by the COVID-19 uh, uh, relief funds that we've been getting to, to be able to properly account for them and close that out. Do I have a motion to amend the schedule to add these two meetings? So moved. I'll second been moved and received a second roll call holly commissioner discussion. oh go ahead uh, comments and discussion might might it be possible to cancel these meetings should we find as we get nearer those dates that we don't need uh these meetings in order to have our 50 51 days whatever is required yeah, Commissioner Humphrey, we can do that. Uh, one of the other considerations for us towards the end of the year, as Commissioner Painter indicated, is we have the CARES funds that we have to account for. And there is a December 28th date, which is a Monday, and it's the very last Monday before the end of the year. We may have to consider that date depending on the number of invoices that come in to make sure that we expend those funds. Um, okay. So good. yeah, we can, move, we can move things around if, if needed. And it's okay. I, uh, those dates are clear on my calendar, so I'm fine. Okay. Okay. Any other comment or discussion? No. Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Humphrey. Aye. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Painter. Yes. <clears throat> Any other items we need to consider? Yes, sir. No, that's fine. That's fine. Board members, any comments before I ask for a motion to adjourn? Okay. Then I would ask for a motion to adjourn our meeting today. Make the motion. Second. Then move and receive a second. Roll call, Holly. Commissioner Corcoran. Yes. Commissioner Humphrey. Aye. Commissioner Painter. Yes. 
thank you for attending the Claremont County Board of Commissioners meeting today on this beautiful day in October the 21st. And before we, uh, we sign off, I would tell you, if you haven't voted, <clears throat> make provisions and get out there to vote. You know, there are three ways to do that. You can do it by absenteeism ballot. You can come here at Claremont County and vote in person in early voting. And then on uh, November the 3rd, the polls will be open at your polling locations and you can vote on that day. All three of those ways are, are safe ways to vote and uh, it'll, it'll ensure your vote gets counted. Commissioner Painter, yes. I'd like to add a fourth way, which is what Janice and I did, request an absentee ballot, complete it, fill it out, put it in the drop box outside. That's okay. even safer and we're sure that the mail got through because we dropped it in the drop box. So You're, that, that, that is the fourth way and I think maybe the best way depending on how people decide. You bet, you bet. And mention the drop box that we have right here at the Board of Elections is in a secure position. It's monitored, obviously a, a uh, bipartisan Democratic representative and a Republican representative, I understand, empty that box about every two hours. So absolutely all, all safe ways to vote so you know uh make provisions get out and vote and uh do your civic duty and and make a difference in claremont county thank you for watching the board of commissioners meeting today and we'll see you next week thank you